From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Pat. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our, our mothers. mothers. Nice. That was in sync. <laughs> we five? are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we are We are too. Johnny on the spot tonight. Woo! This is going to be a good show. We got good it. Show, I'm amped up. Show. Yeah, I don't, like, every once in a while, like, once these mics go live, I'm just like, energico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have energy. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I was, I mean, I was literally napping on the couch before you showed up. <laughs> With the nice warm blankie. Yep. That's a good a, blankie, isn't it's it? It's a very good blankie. It's my blankie. Yeah, no, it's mine it's been now. been here forever. Yep. No, <laughs> it's, it's common law mine now. That's, it's just like a community blanket it at is. this point. Because Matt was using it last week during the D&D. Yep. <laughs> Wrapped no, up in it. it. Like, it, that blanket, it gets a lot of use. It does. And it's a nice blankie. It's yep. warm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. It's very good. All right, what are we doing today? Oh, yeah, first got to talk about what you're doing. What I'm or doing. what you've been doing. What I've been doing. What, what have you been doing? Well, I don't know. Not Depend a whole lot since last week. I mean, we did the mead with Spencer. Um, uh, yeah, and we have, we've not had Spencer on yet. we got to get that. No, I talked to him about it tonight, so he wants to set it up for, like, the next two weeks or so. Okay, cool. Um, so that'll be good. We'll get Spencer on here pretty quick to talk about his mead. Yeah, I'm pretty um, excited about that. And then, uh, since then, not not a, not a ton. Um, picked up a six pack of the uh, Ode IPA from uh, what is that? Up by Duluth, Castle Danger. Castle Danger. Okay. Um, oh God, I love their beers. Castle like, Danger is good. It's I I I think I've talked about them a couple times yep. on the show. Yeah, they're cream ale specifically. Yeah. Their cream ale spectacular. Yeah. I don't know if it's as good as ours, but... Well, I mean, <laughs> but, not uh, to tutor on horns or anything. No, like, Castle Danger just makes good beers. So, I, I don't know. That's just... I've been drinking that today, and it's just a solid beer. Like, it's it's good stuff. Um, Castle Danger just makes good beers, so... Yeah. Just another shout-out to Castle Danger. Other than that, I haven't really done a lot. I mean, we... By the time this airs, we'll have passed the central waters by two weeks. But we'll talk about that next week. No, we'll talk about that in two weeks. Two weeks from now? Oh, yeah, we will. Uh, so we'll talk about it in two weeks. But it will have been... <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it then. But yep. that's coming up. Yep. And yeah, that's coming up. Pretty excited about that. We're going this weekend. Yep. And um, I'm really excited. Are you coming to the Dell's uh, Rare Barrel Affair in April? I don't know. That's the thing you sent me, right? Yep. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to look at it, okay. so. Because April is the month of beer fest. Yeah. You got the Dells one. You got Casanova. All right. No, I I should make it to some of it. I don't know. We'll find out um, if I make it to stuff. Yeah. But I'll look at that and see if I can make it work. All but, right. But yeah, I'm very excited for Central Waters. Haven't missed a year. Since I started. Yeah, yeah. This will be your third year in a row? Third. Third. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be my fourth. Yeah, it'll be the third. So that's pretty exciting. It's it's a super fun time. It's it is. super packed and a whole lot of neckbeards. But yeah, it's a well, good time. I, I, it's going to be a weird year this year because, um, well, it's just you and me 
And then, because yeah. uh, usually there's a bigger group of us. Yeah, we and usually Strand, have a little crew like we're, meet, going we're meeting up with Strandy, but he's bringing his wife this year. Is so, he bringing his yeah. wife? Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to make friends with uh, with pole guy or not. But... <laughs> That was so great. <laughs> he was being so helpful to Paul guy. <laughs> yeah. But, but helpful and unhelpful at the same time because he's like, how you doing, bud? <laughs> looks like you're leaning on that pole. That looks pretty nice. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like making fun just of him. Just razzing pole guy. Yeah, he was just, he was just razzing him. Yep. But he was too drunk to notice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting uh, to see kind of how this year goes. I'm like. I'm hoping it's a little like at least for us a little lower key, so we're not super hungover driving back. Yeah. And then, so because we gotta go do the hot dish thing on Sunday yeah. too. So. Yeah, I think I think we'll well we probably won't stay as late. Yeah, probably not. We might just because like, we won't have as many people and we won't be yeah. like so like busy and. Yeah, maybe we could go check out Stevens Point a little bit. Yeah, we might see. be able to this year. As, like, I mean, we're definitely going gonna go spend some time and enjoy like the anniversary party yeah it's a fun time but yeah yeah no like in past years we've stayed there till pretty much they closed yeah about because, 10 and then we get back and because we had like a bunch of people yep and i think probably with less people we'll probably end up being like well let's go let's get go some have, food or yeah, something let's have some like, beers and then we'll get hungry for dinner yeah so we'll see what happens instead of waiting in the ridiculous lines for food there yeah I'm not super opposed to not being completely hungover the next day. Right. Like driving back. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, yeah. Is this what growing up is like? It's weird, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know if I care for it too much. Um, yeah, let's see. What, what Beer-wise, let's see. I kicked, uh, I kicked a keg, so I'm pretty happy about that. Awesome. I'm just about ready to kick another one. Um, then... Uh, there was something else I was gonna. I did. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, you lost it. Yeah, I did. It's gone. Uh, like, uh, uh, oh, uh, I am. I am revoking. If we're going back to last week's episode, the double, I'm revoking the check mark and putting it as an X. Really? Yeah. I had. Uh, I like. I. I had some time to ruminate on it, um, and then Mike Fredrickson was giving me a lot of shit about it. He didn't think it was good. No, he thought it was good, but he doesn't. He didn't think it was a double. Cause, he didn't think it fit the style. Yeah, the color okay. was too light, which I agreed with. Just we, we on talked the color, about that. though. Just on the color, and the wasn't uh, wasn't super phenolic. Okay, and I kind of agree with that too. But mostly the color. Well, uh, uh, let's. I I want to crack one after the show. Uh, we can crack one. We can crack one now if you well, want. We don't need to. I just want to crack one after okay. the show to get like where you're at. Yeah. Because, okay. like, when we talked about it, like, I know it was a little light. But it's a little light. The phenols weren't, like, I don't know. It's it's close. Like, it's right on that edge. But okay. I'm, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Ugh. I just want to try it before I accept the X. All right. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about your, your decision next week then. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, let's see. What else? Trying to think. I think that's about it beer-wise. Um just got some beer fests coming up that I'm pretty excited about. And yeah, January is kind of a dead time for new beer stuff. Well, that and Until like, the end. I've been, you know, hitting the exercise hard yeah. and the beer a little less hard. And yeah. No, it's just 
one of those months is not quite like our October. No, where no. we weren't even drinking. But no, but I've, I've I think I found a good balance where I can still have some beer and still be somewhat healthy. So yeah, that's that's the balance I'm working. Well, that's on. yeah, that's the balance that I've been going for too. It's hard. All right, but. <laughs> Fun thing, we finally get to try our brown IPA. I'm so excited. The brown IPA. Um, I yeah, I honestly, usually before before a show, I'll I'll, I'll be able to have like a little test because I gotta crack it open and check for carbonation. But this is kegged. Didn't have to do that, so I'm going into this one completely blind. Really excited about that. Right on. Um, Why don't I start with overall impression? How about you let me do the recipe first? Oh okay. And then I'll start with overall impression. Then I'll start with overall impression. <laughs> No, that's not how it works. You know how it works? I know, but this aroma section is so long. That's fine. I can take the aroma if you want. <sighs> yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw you a bone this one time. <laughs> All right. Uh, the uh, the grist on this was nine pounds of two-row, one pound of victory, one pound of crystal 40, half a pound of crystal 120, and eight ounces of chocolate malt. Um, and then... Um... Oh, that's right. I bel- well, no, no, that was the okay. Then for hops, we have uh, an ounce of Citra, half an ounce of uh, at sixty minutes, half an ounce of Amarillo, and half an ounce of Citra at thirty minutes, and then half an ounce of Amarillo and half an ounce of Citra at flame out. And we fermented with uh, American ale, uh, Y yeast ten fifty six. Hmm, the old reliable. The old reliable, you know. Yeah. So. We want to check out some. Yeah, you want to grab that overall impression? I will. Uh, overall impression: We're looking for hoppy, bitter, and moderately strong, like an American IPA, but with some caramel, chocolate, toffee, and/or dark fruit malt character, as in um, an American brown ale. Retaining the dryish finish and lean body that makes IPAs so drinkable, a brown IPA is a little more flavorful and malty than an American IPA, without being sweet or heavy. All right. Kind of like a, your best of both worlds with the with mixed with the brownie. Well, is it the best of both worlds or is it a uh, like can't decide to be one or the other? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll figure it like, out. Like we I mean neither of us are big brown ale fans. Yeah, that's true. So there's that. All right. Um aroma. Moderate to moderately strong fresh hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops such as tropical fruit etc 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 many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma this is desirable but not required we did not dry hop this Um, grassiness should be minimal if present a medium low to medium malty sweet aroma mixes in well with the hop selection and offers often features chocolate nuts dark caramel toffee toasted bread and or dark fruit character fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions Um, a restrained alcohol note may be present um, but should be minimal at best. Any American or New World hop character is acceptable. Beautiful. Um, so basically from this, I'm getting a lot of that New World. Like I'm getting, uh, I'm getting like a like, resin, pine. Yeah. That, ooh, 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 ooh. I'm getting a little tropical the citrus. Fruit. Yeah. yeah, the citrus as well. Citrus, um, a little bit of... It's kind of like resiny citrus. Um, God, it's almost like a like a candied mango. Is that do you think that's coming from the hops? I think so. Well, I think that's the the malt playing with the hops. It might be cuz I'm getting dark caramel on the hops or on the malt. Yeah, so like I'm getting like it's it's a fruit 
with some sort of like chocolate or caramel sauce over it. Yeah, so I think that's the, I think, for me, I think that's the dark caramel playing with the hops. Because I smell and like it's, the it's, malt, it, I smell the dark caramel. And I, I'm, like, it's just like a hint of like uh, like a milk chocolate in there too. Yeah, I, I guess I get, like it's, it's in the background, but I get the yep. chocolate too. But for me, the forefront on the malt is the dark caramel, and the forefront on the hops is the tr- like the citrus tropical fruit. There's also some resiny, yeah, which makes sense using amarillo and citra. Yeah. So I mean, it's you can basically smell those two hops, but they mixed well, in the aroma, like the the mixture is good. Oh, I I don't think we pulled enough off the keg for the color, but we'll get there. Or the it? the appearance. Oh right, appearance. Color ranges from reddish brown to dark brown, but not black. Frequently opaque, but should be clear if visible. Unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Medium-sized cream color to tan head with good persistence. So yes, this is pers- well. Look. This head is persistent as hell. Oh yeah. Um, and then it's really good persistence. I would call this reddish brown. Hold it up to that dark light. reddish brown. This is like our testing light here. It is. <laughs> this light is like the brightest unshaded one in this <laughs> studio. And that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, that does. It's a reddish brown. It's reddish brown. If this wasn't the bottom of the keg, it'd be a lot clearer. Yeah. So I think it's I'm a not little. Gonna, I'm not going to ding it for that. I won't either. I think the the a little bit of haziness is definitely from it being the first pulls from the keg. Yeah, and not 100% settled yet. No, and even like like swooshing it up a little to get the aroma, That's I saw a little I, bit yep. of stuff floating. Uh, oh, aroma, dude, I'm going to give that a thumbs up. A solid oh, aroma's up. a thumbs yep. up. No sure. waffling on that one. No. Um, appearance, I'm going to give that a thumbs up, except for the, the clarity, but again, bottom of the keg, not worried about the clarity. Right. Yeah, so I, I give that a thumbs up, too, on the appearance. I think it looks it looks all right appropriate. Now the important one. <laughs> this is this is our big one. All right, this is where we find out that the beer actually sucks. <laughs> uh, hop flavor is medium to high and should reflect an American or New World hop character. You guys know all about that. Medium high to high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be medium low to medium and is generally clean but malty sweet up front with milk chocolate, cocoa, toffee, nutty, biscuity, dark caramel, toasted bread, and or dark fruit. Uh, fruit malt flavors. The character malt choices and the hop selection should complement and enhance each other, not clash. The level of malt flavor should nearly balance the hop bitterness and flavor presentation. Low yeast-derived fruitiness is acceptable but not required. Dry to medium finish, residual sweetness should be medium-low to none. The bitterness and hop flavor may linger into the aftertaste but should not be harsh. Harsh. A very light, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. All right. So getting into sipping on this, oh, yeah, sorry. That that uh, citrus character to me takes a backseat a lot to the resinous character. Um, as far as hops go, so I don't get a whole big citrus. I think some of that citrus character is also covered up by the malt, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I get. I think it's there, but it's a little bit. I get uh, tropical fruit resin. Yep. Right up front, um, and then it fades into this really nice, like uh, chocolate caramel, with just a little bit of fruitiness on the on the end. I don't. I think I pick up more like t- 
toasty caramel. I don't pick up as much chocolate. Mm. I don't know. I'm picking up a lot of, like, well, maybe it's more of like a taut well. Maybe it's like a caramel toffee. I don't know. I, I don't think I taste toffee. I think for me, it's get- it's almost like toasty. Okay. Um, and uh, our I'm palates could be different, yeah, too. Yep. So I'm picking up, like, so I agree with you on the forend. Um, I would I definitely taste the resinous hop flavor first. That citrus is in there, but it's a little bit buried under See, the I don't, resin. I don't get a whole lot of citrus. I get more of the tropical fruit in the flavor. Okay. Like, I, well, I, get like, I, I guess I was classifying all those in the same category. Well, yeah, but I'm getting probably more. inappropriately. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I get some tropical fruit, but for me, it's resinous hop flavor, which I don't have a problem with. I like. I like the, you know, I like resinous IPAs. And then a little bit of, like, tropical fruit. And then that toasty caramel malt flavor really shines through on the back end. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me, and, I mean, we'll get to it in mouthfeel, too. So, it seems... We'll we'll touch on it more on mouthfeel. It finishes but, dry. I mean, I really like that. But for me, like the f- the first flate taste is pretty light body, and then it seems to thicken like heavy up, and then finish pretty dry. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting yeah, profile there's like throughout a, the it, sip. It, there's like a there's like a chewiness is the wrong word, but there's a fullness in the middle. Yeah, just kind of full. It's not it's not chewy. It's no. not thick or heavy. It's no. just a little bit fuller. It's that brown ale coming through. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I'm not used to drinking something that changes mouthfeel throughout the sip. Yeah. Like, so drastically. Um, So. It reminds me of, like, those old, like, 90s commercials. Like, you got your brown ale, my IPA. You got your IPA (laughs) and my brown ale. (laughs) It does kind of remind. It's like the peanut butter chocolate thing, right? Yeah. The Reese's thing. (laughs) No, so I mean, even though we're kind of tasting a little bit different mm-hmm. flavors because our palates are different, I think both of our tastings hit the flavor. Yep, I agree. I mean, it it doesn't clash. There's no like, there's no lack of nope. balance. Not mad about it. And it's fairly dry. Um, I don't. What do you know? What the ABV on this is? Uh, about six percent, I okay. think. So yeah, I'm not getting an alcohol six, flavor. Six and a half, something like that. Which is appropriate because I'm not getting a big alcohol mm-hmm. flavor or anything. Um, nothing that I can really pick up. So I would give this a, a thumbs up on the flavor, for sure. And then the thing I was talking about. Let's go into mouthfeel. All right. So medium light to medium body with a smooth texture. Medium to medium high carbonation. No harsh hop-derived astringency. Very light, smooth alcohol warming. Not a fault if it does not intrude into the overall balance. So this is the thing we were talking about. It's Yeah, I'd say this is a medium light body. I would call it medium light, but I would call it light on the front, medium in the middle. So it's not like... I don't know, maybe it's just my... The way I'm perceiving it. Yeah. It seems to get heavier as you go, but not heavy. Like, it's not like I'm drinking a stout or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It kind of dances on the tongue to kind of give it a weird description. 
it dances on the tongue a little bit. That is a weird one. At the front um, with the hops where all that hop presence is. It's kind of light up front. And then it seems to thicken up a little bit in the middle where you where you described it as kind of a fuller feeling in the middle. Yep. And then it dries out. So that's a very interesting sip. Like it's it's interesting to drink this beer because it it doesn't I don't I haven't had a lot of beers that do that. Yeah. Like normally your mouthfeel stays the same throughout and you just get different flavors. But this feels like the flavors and mouthfeel play off each other and it kind of changes throughout, which is awesome, I think. Like I, I don't have I can't fault it for it. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um it's definitely good. Like I enjoy it. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing, but as far as mouthfeel goes, definitely medium light. Um m- medium high carbonation for sure. Yeah. Um and then there's not any harsh hop astringency or no. anything. Um, no, the hop flavor's there, but it doesn't linger in the mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not harsh at all. And there's not much not much alcohol warming that I can pick up, but it also says it's very light and not a fault if it doesn't intrude. So I would say mouthfeel's also a thumbs up. I would agree. And that I think is this whole beer is pretty much a green check. I'm giving this one a green check yeah. without any... Without any uh, yeah, I don't have any reservations doubt. on that. Doubt. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive right into Belgian Pale Ale. A little note about the commercial example that we're trying. Not listed. Um, and we're, we're drinking uh, Orval uh, Trappist Ale. Not necessarily a Belgian Pale Ale, but I was Googling around, and they said it was. Like, a lot of... Like, Beer Advocate has it listed as a, as a Belgian Pale Ale. So figured we'll try it. We'll see how it fits into the style. If it does, great. If it doesn't, eh. At least we had some beer. Right. <laughs> um, I got really excited because I was I was looking around for Belgian pale ales online uh, at the Total Wine, and like there's one of the commercial examples is called uh, Derek uh, or Derek Special. Yeah. And I was like, and I like I put it in there, and they had it, but not in stock. Yeah. And I was so sad. I was like, no, he could have had the Rick special. <laughs> that would have been amazing. No, it's even spelled the same way as my yep. name. Because I don't like I don't know if all our listeners know. My name is spelled R Y C K. Yeah, because he's dumb. Yeah, well, my dad's dumb. We can go with that. Um but that's how it's spelled. Why? Who the fuck knows? But probably cocaine. Um but uh it's spelled D E. R-Y-C-K, special. Like, that's my name. It's Derek Special. So I don't know, like, maybe my dad was just, like, super deep and, like, I want to go back to some Belgian roots that I don't have because I'm Iranian. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) This isn't even going to work, man. All right, overall impression. A moderately malty, somewhat fruity, easy-drinking, copper-colored Belgian ale that is somewhat less aggressive in flavor profile than many other Belgian beers. The malt character tends to be a bit biscuity with light, toasty, honey-like, or caramelly components. The fruit Mm. character is noticeable and complementary to the malt. The bitterness level is generally moderate, but may not seem as high due to the flavorful malt profile. Mm. All right, let's uh, discuss some aroma. Aroma 
uh, moderate malt aroma, which can be a combination of toasty, biscuity, or nutty, possibly with a touch of light caramel or honey. Moderate to moderately high fruitiness with an orange or pear-like character. Low to moderate strength hop character, spicy herbal or floral. Optionally blended with background level peppery spicy phenols. The hop character is lower in balance than the malt and fruitiness. This is not a Belgian pale ale. Nope. Nope. I gave it a quick sniff before I started reading this and decided it wasn't. Yeah, definitely Um, not. Not bad, just not a Belgian pale ale. As far as the aroma goes now. So we're just not even going to talk about it. Yeah, we won't talk about it, but we'll probably sip on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course we're going to Well, we're going to finish it, obviously. We're not monsters. Yep. Nope, that's not a... They... Yep, they did not classify that right. right. Uh, Did you finish your roll? I did. Appearance. Amber to copper in color. Clarity is very good. Creamy, rocky, white head often fades more quickly than other Belgian beers. I kind of like that. I, I like the the rocky. Creamy, rocky, what? Well, yeah. I don't think we've seen rocky before. I think we have. Well, then I may On be cans, wrong. Of course, light. <laughs> rocky Mountain made in the Rockies. If it's negative 30, the mountains turn blue and it tastes good, so you can't taste it. Yeah. <laughs> I love blue mountains. There's a reason those mountains turn blue. They're like, please don't try to taste flavor. Make sure it's cold enough you can't taste it. Do you like the taste of stale corn? Good. Turn those mountains blue. Exactly right. All right. Let's talk about some flavor. We're not going to talk about this beer because it doesn't taste right. But uh, flavor of a Belgian pale ale. Has an initial soft, smooth, moderately malty flavor with a variable profile of toasty, biscuity, nutty, light caramel, and or honey notes. Moderate to moderately high fruitiness, sometimes orange or pear-like. Relatively light, medium low to low, spicy herbal or floral hop character. The hop bitterness is medium high to medium low and is optionally enhanced by low to very low amounts of peppery phenols. Mm. There's a dry to balanced finish with hops becoming more pronounced in the aftertaste of those with a drier finish. Fairly well balanced overall with no single component being high in intensity. Malt and fruitiness are more forward initially with a supportive bitterness and drying character coming on late. So this sounds like we're going for a fairly complex beer here. Yeah. I mean, the flavor profile kind of... A lot of things going on. It's especially intriguing to me that the hop bitterness can be enhanced by the peppery phenols. Like, that's kind of an interesting play. I understand how it would work. I can see it. Yeah. I don't think I've had a lot of, like, Belgian pales. There's not a lot of true Belgian pale ales around. Yeah. Um, like, we get a lot of Belgian IPAs right. around here, but not, like, true Belgian pale ales. Right. So that's kind of interesting to me. Like, that's the most, the thing that sticks out to me the most is, like, the peppery phenols playing with the bitterness. Mm-hmm. And that sounds kind of cool. It sounds fun. Yeah, it does. It sounds different. It does, and it sounds like something. Sounds I'd be like this very... is gonna be a very Belgian beer that I'm not gonna enjoy. It might be. 
I don't know. Or I'll really enjoy it. I don't know. I might be turning a turning a corner on Belgians, and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. <laughs> well, it might I've been angry also at be them because for so long. you've been angry at, like, just overtly Belgian stuff. Like, here, have some bubble gum. Right. No, thank you. And that might be the issue, because this doesn't seem like it's, like, completely overtly Belgian. No. Like, if you use those... Especially because it's interesting because those peppery phenols in Belgians with like a wit beer and they're peppery with no hops, like kind of is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And I think with the hops, if the pepperiness kind of accents if, the yeah. hops, that might be kind of an interesting thing. Hmm. And it doesn't sound bad to me. Hmm. All right. Mouthfeel. Medium to medium light body, smooth palate. Alcohol level is restrained, and any warming character should be low, if present at all. Medium to medium high carbonation. All right. Let's go over some comments. Ooh. This is what the BJCP wants you to know, people. They are These doing are some comments commentary. that don't fit in anywhere. But they're, is, they're really important some, for you to know. It's, you need to... Yeah, you Just gotta, like the one-sentence histories that we Yeah, get. like, this is a beer. <laughs> this beer was made here, and it was a beer. It was a beer. This beer is old. <laughs> <laughs> Initially made in Belgium, it was a Belgian beer. And made with <laughs> pale ale malt. So they called it a Belgian pale ale. Uh, oh, BJCP This does Gary. have a little bit more history, but yeah, we'll we're not get there to that. Yet. Yep, I'm really excited about yep. that. We read like an old-timey <laughs> radio announcer. All right, I'm excited for it. I don't know if I can. Comments. Now. Most commonly found in the Flemish provinces of Antwerp and Brabant, considered everyday beers, category I. One. Ooh. It's category one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if we were... I don't know. I don't know if we're doing the fucking English lexicon or if we're going with the, we're going with the Roman numerals. Roman numerals. I'm not really Roman. Hard. I don't know how to read that. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Category one, apparently, because I'm Roman. Compared to their higher alcohol category S. No, no, what? that's I. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. Right. No, no, that's uh, that, that's a two. Compared to their higher <laughs> alcohol category S cousins. Is there something going on what in the BJCP we Where don't know about? Where did this happen? Where, what? We're going to have to do a little study because we don't understand what they're saying right now. Maybe no. some of you guys Hang do on. and you're like, you guys are idiots. Like, scrolling, you don't understand I and the bottom of the thing here. See if... Uh, I'm no? going to keep reading. Yeah. You look for that. So it was category I compared to their higher alcohol category S cousins. They are Belgian session beers, quote, for ease of drinking. Nothing should be too pronounced or dominant. Balance is the key. I, I Yeast character generally more subtle than many Belgian beers, with some of the fruitiness being hop-driven. I found an entirely new section of the BJCP <laughs> style guidelines. That you weren't aware of? Yeah. <laughs> There's an Appendix B, local yeah. styles. Does it talk about... Category I and category no, but S? there's like Argentinian styles, oh. Italian styles. Actually, that's it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just got really excited. 
That's interesting, but we like so. Yeah, no, I know. I'm. I'm. I love that you shit on me for saying category I, and then I was correct. <laughs> I'm we so happy about that. We still don't know that, that you're correct. I was. It's not going to be category one compared to their higher uh-huh. category S. Why not? They're not comparing category one to category S. Why not? It doesn't make any it sense. It does to make sense. It doesn't. If they're using an alphanumeric system, it does. All right, then I hope that you prove me wrong, but I don't because I know you won't. I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> because that's what the show is all about. This show is about Casey being right. Category. So this show is just like every other show in the in <laughs> Blind Studios. Casey must be right. <laughs> all right. These are old. Okay, no. Ah. Uh... This is so dumb. Okay, let's hear you justify your incorrectness. No, I, I no. So I googled it, and you know what came up? No. The 2008 uh, BJCP style guidelines with the exact same wording. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the same thing. Yeah. In the pre- in the previous publication. <laughs> Yep. All right. So, but I found another. There is somebody listening right now who's just who's screaming just... at us like, you guys don't understand what this is. Okay. Like so... somebody's so mad. Category S is a legal classification for Belgian beers with the original gravity of uh, 1062 plus. Okay. How about category I? I'm working on that. This one does not say anything about it. Uh, here. Okay, so what I'm getting from this is it's specific to, like, Belgium, and it's a legal classification there or here? There. So it's a legal classification over there. So they probably legally classify their beers according to alcohol content, and it goes in some sort of strange alphabetically organized category system. Uh, or alphanumeric category. Right, because it's category one versus category S. Yeah. Things do that, man. The legal system doesn't make any sense. Stop defending yourself. Why? Well, I'm, I'm calling myself right on this. I think it's category I. It's it's, it's an category I. one. You made me feel dumb and now I and, and now there's an S thrown in. <laughs> And I am not taking it. <laughs> S is not part of the Roman, the like Roman numeral system. It's not in there. There is no S. There's V and there's X. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. It's still category one. It's not. Yep. You're incorrect I'm and not, you're fucking wrong. I, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you're you're wrong, wrong two ways. You're incorrect and wrong. <laughs> no. Yep. No. So this is it. It this is a category <laughs> I beer. This is a category one beer. It's a category I beer. It's a category one beer. Category I beer. Versus category S. Yep. Category yep. one versus category S. Yep. If you want to stick to that, then you keep going, man. I'm going to ride this train to the grave. <laughs> you will. And it will go to the grave. <laughs> no. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of Twitter people. Your reasoning is dead. No. In the grave. No. Your problem is you're trying to apply logic to the law. Yes. Well, maybe Belgian law uses logic because we know be our law one. doesn't. <laughs> It'd be the only one. We know in the U.S. we don't. We know that for a fact. 
I think you're just trying to apply a U.S. fucking vantage point to some other country. And maybe Belgium makes sense. You know, maybe. That would actually be nice if they did. It would be refreshing. I actually am going to go with Category I just because I hope it makes sense. Because <laughs> I hope someone does in the world. I'm going to go with Category 1 because I'm an American. Because we know Trump's America doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, History. Produced by breweries with roots as far back as the mid-1700s, the most well-known examples were perfected after the Second World War, with some influence from Britain, including hops and yeast strains. I'm so glad we did it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, why don't you work on a little recipe action? I'm already started. Okay, I'm going to go over some characteristic ingredients so you can use this. All right, characteristic ingredients. Pilsner or pale ale malt contributes to the bulk of the grist with Cara, Vienna, and Munich malts adding color, body, and complexity. Sugar is not commonly used as high gravity is not desired because it's category I. Sazer type hops, Styrian Goldings, East Kent Goldings, or Fuggles are commonly used. Yeasts prone to moderate production of... Phenols are often used, but fermentation temperatures should be kept moderate to limit this character. Can do in the middle of January in Wisconsin. Right. Or February. Um, style comparison. Fairly similar to pale ales from England, strong bitter category. Typically with a slightly different yeast character and more varied malt profile. Less yeast character than mo- many other Belgian beers, though. So, yeah, that's because it's a category I. Category one. And uh, vital statistics for this category I beer. IBUs 20 to 30. SRM 8 to 14. OG of 1048 to 1054. We got a skinny little range there. And a final gravity of 1010 to 1014. An ABV of 4.8 to 5.5. A nice, easy-drinking beer in this category, I. Uh, commercial examples, Deconic, Derrick Special, Woo! Uh, Palm Dobble. It's not spelled double, it's double. And Palm Speciale. Especiale. Speciale. Especiale. Yeah. Pretty fancy on this uh, category I beer. All right. You ready for, uh, are you ready for this, man? I'm ready to hear a little recipe. It's an interesting one. Eight pounds Belgian pale ale malt. Nice. One pound of Belgian biscuit malt. Hey, there you go. One pound of Belgian Cara Munich. Nice. uh, Which gives us an OG of 1052 and an SRM of 11. Excellent. That fits right in. Yeah. Hops, Styrian Goldings, one ounce at 60 minutes, and then half an ounce of Styrian Goldings at 30 minutes. Awesome. That should give us a nice little balance. Yep, that's good. 26 IBUs. Out profile. Or, uh, yep. And then hop. ferment with Belgian ale yeast uh, coming out to about uh, 55 to 6%, depending on our fermentation. Beautiful. Ah, she is a butte, Clark. I'm going to lock that in. Lock it in, lock it it's in. It's a little high on the ABV, though. Well, so I just saved it, and it dropped it down to 5.6. So. Well, 5.5 is our top. Okay. I mean, we can So maybe we the... need to try to drop it a little bit. 
All right, we can drop the. Well, we can drop a pound of the pail off, and that'll drop us down to uh, to that five or that four and a half five range. All right, I like we'll that. that. Yeah. All right. I just don't want to start out over the top. I'm not. Even worried. though we finish a little low, don't we? Yeah. But I think that'll be good if we drop a little bit off. Maybe drop a half pound. I don't like dealing with half pounds because I have okay. to buy a full pound anyway. Okay. Like that's and that's that like really there. really with the base malt like I because I have to buy it otherwise I have to like measure out a half a pound. And well, we're already above. We're already above. If we drop a pound, we shouldn't be below. No. The lowest, so that'll be fine. It's kind of a narrow range, though. It is a narrow range, but but yeah, we we'll, we should be able to be we should be fine, and we can always uh, add a little. Or we can always uh, dilute a little bit to hit yeah. that to hit the right OG. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a thing that's gonna happen. Oh jeez. Oh gee, Rick. Oh gee. Oh gee. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you uh, if you like this show, check out our other shows like Department of Offense every Sunday, where you hear more of my beautiful sultry voice and occasionally Rick's. Uh, if you like music, <laughs> check out Soundwave. Uh, that is our music show run by Matt and Carlos. They do a pretty good job there. And uh, make sure you listen to Tabletop Theater in February, and you will hear some of the most delightful D&D I think we've ever done. Yeah, maybe until March comes around and we right. play mine. But. Well, we gotta, yeah, we gotta, well, we have to, we have to still finish this one yet. Oh, And okay. then, then we gotta get yours in. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome, man. I tell There's you a lot what. of stuff going on. There's a lot, a lot of, of stuff exciting going on, a lot of really exciting things going on. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindedstudios and become a patron today. If you're doing any Amazon shopping, head over to blindedstudios.com, click on the Amazon link on the our homepage, and then do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon. You need to go to auctioneer school. <laughs> Just rattle this stuff off. <laughs> My battery's broke. <laughs> If you have any questions, hey, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindestudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindestudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Just waiting for you to finish your week. Okay.